Hello, everybody. Thank you for uh, downloading our podcast. But this is a special podcast. I'd like to uh, uh, start it very differently before the usual start, the jingle and everything. This is a dedication to all those people who have fought different sicknesses and difficulties and won or even what we may not call a victory, but they actually won because they gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this is dedicated to those who have defeated sicknesses, disease, and or other kind of uh, devilish persecution on their lives. But in particular, this is dedicated to someone I know who today is going to go undergo cancer operation removing both of her breasts. This is a very strong person that I've known for some time, a mother of five, grandmother, but um, she is strong and I'm asking you to pray for her because she is a fighter, she is a good worker, she is just human, just like all of us with ups and downs, but at this point we need to lift her up or even after the surgery. So I'm going to start it with a prayer. So I'm going to prefix this podcast with that prayer for everyone, especially for her. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, thanking you for your goodness, mercy, and love. We thank you, Father, that you are with us in our weakest points because your word says that when I am weak, then I'm strong. And it's because of Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God. Father, I pray, not knowing Even as it says in the book of Romans that we pray, not knowing uh, what we pray for, but in groans and moans that we may not even understand. Someone may be just mourning, but thinking about the Lord for somebody, for themselves. And God hears them because it is spirit to spirit. So, Father, I'm asking you to help us. Because even this very moment, dear Lord Jesus Christ, the word says that you intercede for us, seated on the right hand of the Father, interceding for all of us and so we know you're interceding for her and other people who have gone through or are going through difficulties in their lives lord i thank you father that you hear our prayer that in this short prayer lord that you may raise people who may help her and others you may raise your angels to lift her up to know that you're with her because you said you never leave us nor forsake us strengthen her Give her strength, her family, her children, her grandchildren, Lord, even though they are so young, that, Lord, your spirit may show this very person, Lord, even as they were undergoing treatment for cancer, they themselves started making love baskets for other people in the treatment center. And she was giving them to those people who are down and with tracks about you, dear Lord Jesus Christ. So she is a sent one from you to even those situations that she wasn't thinking about herself, but the plight of others. That's how you are, Lord Jesus, because when you went on the cross, you weren't thinking about your pain, but you're thinking about our pain. And so, Father, we thank you, and I pray, Father, that people will be blessed in this podcast in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from Afri Christ Prayer Ministries. 
the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, everyone. This is Sam Kawesa again with our podcast for this season. Welcome once again, and thank you for downloading our podcast, and I'm very, very proud of you, and I'm very happy that you have. I will be blessed as well as you are blessed. So it's a two-way street when I know that I've got people downloading my podcasts, the things that the Lord sends me to speak to you into your life. I don't take it lightly. And so right now we are continuing and finishing our series, which we started actually with a podcast that was a question, what do you do when you are given a bad report? And that bad report could have been a medical report. It could have been... um, business report it could have been a family report it could be anything but a report as long as it was bad that's how we started on this series and then we entered into where we were talking about fear not in other words god was telling us after we've gone through it after he gave us the scriptures that we followed fear not for he is with you okay this is part three of the final series which is fear not part three And in this episode, we're going to see that His grace is sufficient and powerful and far-reaching, okay? So this episode concludes our Fear Not series. I encourage you to listen to the last two episodes and or read the accompanying blog on www.prayingwithimpact.com. That is www.prayingwithimpact.com. One word, okay? Now, remember... We started this series as a follow-up of this other topic, okay? So what do we do when we receive a bad report? We used medical report as a backdrop, but went on to explain that it could be any bad report. We then looked on seven of the many possible emotions such a report can produce. Now, these are not the only possible emotions, and I call them emotions, and you probably know now why I call them emotions by this time, but anyway... Seven of them that are produced when you get a bad report. And we use biblical examples of David, Moses, and and, uh, Joshua. So for David, it was in Psalm 23, where we saw the presence of God with him. He was like holding on God's arm. Then we saw in uh, Psalms 91, that was uh, Moses, how he also was in a shadow. But this time it was a shadow of the Almighty. Now, then we went on to Joshua, where Joshua was encouraged to go on and move on, to fight on, okay? As you recall, we used these scriptures as a backdrop, 
and the examples that we gave that were biblical, but we related them to daily things of life. For example, we went through the valley of the shadow of death in uh, um, Psalms 23 that David was talking about. The shadow was cast by death, a bad spirit. We went on to see him going boldly saying, I shall fear no evil, even though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, because God's hand was there for him to hold on to. Then in Psalms 91, Moses showed us another valley with a secret shadow of protection that was cast by God himself. And it said this in Psalm 91, or at least the beginning of it, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So we see that's another uh, valley and another shadow. However, we see in this valley that the shadow is cast by the overwhelming covering of God, okay? So let us quickly review our list of the seven possible emotions elicited by a bad report that we used as examples in our series. Now, this episode is really going to be shorter, but it's because it's just rounding up, but it's very important that you listen to it and try to tie up everything together. So this is kind of like a tie-up kind of episode to bring everything to a conclusion, at least for, for now, so that we may go back and review what we have gone through. And when you do review it, you shall see how well it all connects with the scriptures. Now, the first thing, uh, emotion that we saw was anxiety, lonesomeness as number two. Now, this lonesomeness, we saw also that it's different from loneliness. Then we saw number three, which was helplessness. And last time, the last one was humility. We saw the power of humility when we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, what he can do for us to overcome this bad report that we may have. Now, number five is what we are going to start today with, okay? So we're going to do number five, number six, and number seven. Believing the reality of God's assurance. That's number five. Feeling God's presence, and we will. Learning to let go and let God. In other words, God is in control. So, in this final episode and blog, we are going to see that God's presence is what takes away our fears. Throughout our journey of life, we, like sojourners on a train, temporarily own a rented space or a rented car or a rented room or suite, as they call it on the train. But this train is called life. So this space that we occupy in time and also geographically is a rental space that we have. We shall live it and we shall live everything as we found it. Regardless of what we do to it, we cannot change what God has set out there, okay? We can change the environment around us because it gives us the authority to do that. But you know what? The earth is going to remain. We are not going to take anything from this earth just like we came with nothing, okay? There's only one engineer piloting this train. Uh, We're going to see that. He knows the itinerary and he knows where we're going. In fact, he tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, that for I know the plans I have for you, they are for good and not for evil. For those who listen to my podcasts, you know that that's one of my favorite verses because it's just amazing how powerful and how much you can live off of it. Okay, so now, once you believe in God's plan for your life, 
and those he has entrusted you with or those around you, then the fears, especially of your exit as your destination train or station comes to an end, uh, you gain confidence in your own life. You start knowing that, you know what? It doesn't matter what comes. I have done what I've done. In fact, Paul put it very well uh, when his exit was about to come. He was really telling us or showing us how we should also feel as our life comes to a close. And you know what? If you notice in the Bible, many of those people of God, they knew that their life was coming to an end and they had a peace that you cannot understand. I guess that's what is known as the peace that surpasses all human understanding. For example, Stephen was being stoned and we know that's painful and they come from unexpected sources. Some come from the back, from the front, from into the face, into the back and he was being stoned to death. But you know what the Bible says that he looked up and the heavens opened and he went to sleep. How can you sleep with all that pain? No, that's because the peace that suppresses all human understanding came and enveloped Stephen, and then he moved on. Now, another one in the Old Testament was Jacob. Jacob, he told his sons to bring all their children so that he may bless them, and he says, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. And the Bible says that after he did all these blessings and telling everybody what's going to happen to them, do you know what Jacob did? The Bible says that he put his legs up on the bed and went to sleep. So as you can see, those people of God, when they saw that the end is coming, they never really got that worried about it because they know they uh, had done what they are supposed to do. Same thing uh, in Timothy. That's what we are, I'm going to read for you. Paul did the same thing in Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course and I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day and not only me but also all those that love his appearing in other words that includes you if you read this again it includes you you can say the same thing so as long as we are doing what god has called us to do it doesn't matter what comes our way and much will come some of us will not go as easy as jacob did because the bible says that jacob you know it doesn't tell us he was sickly it just says that his days had come, okay? However, some of us, it will be hard. It will be tough. Like I've given you the example of Stephen. But I tell you one thing, just like he says that the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all, them also that love his appearing. Stephen looked up and he saw the heavens open. And him is the kind of person Paul is talking about here today when he says, but not only me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So he must have seen the appearing of Christ when the heavens opened and then that peace that suppresses all human understanding enveloped him and he went to sleep. It doesn't tell us and he died. So let us finalize our series uh, today by starting on the point number five of our theme list okay now it's like i said this is just rounding up it's gonna be short but it's gonna be sweet believing the reality of god's assurance that's our point number five what is it again believing 
the reality of God's assurance. See, in other words, when God assures you, you have to believe in reality. Let me give you a human example. When you know you have car insurance and you are in an accident, you believe the reality of that assurance that they'll take care of your car and any damages. If you don't have insurance, now that's another story. But now if we can believe the instrument created by man, an instrument called insurance, how much more that of God, the one who created the universe, the one who the Bible says that his word has been proven. That's what we are doing in number five. I want you to see the reality of God's assurance that it is real. And then you start to believe it. It's been paid for by Jesus Christ. And the word of God from the Old Testament to the New Testament has been setting the fine line. Okay, just like in insurance, you have this fine print. Have you seen those commercials on TV? They're advertising these new drugs. Do you know what they do? When they come to the side effects, they go... Before they finish one, they jump to another one. So you don't know. Okay, and then they say, go see your doctor. Okay, so he can give you this drug. Now, God instead has had his word written down for us so that we can go back and forth, which we call meditation on his word, so that we may understand, okay, so that we have that assurance, that number five point of ours, believing in the reality of God's assurance. I'm going to read you Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, so you can see what I mean. Here he says to Joshua, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear. Nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of good courage. For you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has shown to their fathers to give them and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. Oh, remember that insurance thing? You know, when your car has, you know, you're looking at this mess in the road. Thank God you're alive and thank God the other person is well also. Maybe sometimes not. But you have this insurance. You get a certain strength so that when the policeman comes and says, hey, can I have your ID? Can I have your your insurance papers? You just go to where you keep them, pull them out. You don't even go to read them at that point and say, you see, line this says blah, blah, blah. Line this says blah, blah, blah. No, you just pull it out and give him that word. Okay. And then you give him your ID. See, never ever forget that you are the one who is sent by God. Because here Joshua is told to carry these people with him. He says him, be strong. Okay, that's his ID. He is the sent one of God. He is sent to carry all these people with him. He shows his uh, uh, insurance papers to the enemy when he shows up. And then he deals with them. Now imagine if you have a bad report. 
if you are told you are sick of this and that and the other, and you go to the hospital, you go to the doctor's office, what do they do? They ask you, can I have your ID, please? Then you produce your ID. Then they say, do you have insurance? Then you pull out your insurance papers. You don't even sit there and start reading line for line for them. Or chapter 1, verse 2, nine, blah, 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 blah. You know, like how sometimes we like to do as Christians, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but some of them think that if they start throwing out these papers, I mean these lines, then everything is going to be okay. No, there are certain things that come before that, and I'm going to show you that. And here we have seen that that is believing in the reality and of the assurance of God okay if you don't believe it you can say it all you want it will be no different than when the devil stood before Jesus Christ and quoted scripture he forgot that he was quoting scripture to scripture himself and he himself said it is written that's what we do when we have insurance that's what we do when we have this assurance so here he said be strong and be of good courage you must go with these people see that assurance that's moses talking to joshua this young man he's about to pass on the instruments of carrying the people the children of israel this is a hardy lot they gave moses a hard time now he's giving it to this young man that you're going to take him through man my time is almost over i'm almost gone i'm going i'm going to meet him the heavens are going to open and i am the one that paul will be talking about in the future if you listen if you meditate the word of god paul is going to say to you but unto all of them also that love is appearing right now moses was about to see his appearing okay so now he's telling joshua to be strong and of good courage so let's look at this individually you know let's go back a little bit here and look up line by line okay so that it can come to life remember god's word is the living word of god the bible is the living word of god and so let's bring it to life to you here what was happening here moses was encouraging joshua but letting him know that it requires some effort not just wishing and quoting and then sitting to wait that's what many times we do You know we just sit quote and then like God is one of those magic wands that you do this and this happen we are seeing too many movies an inheritance he was passing on to Joshua he's showing Joshua that requires some work because he says take these people you have to go and take them so that you can get this land that was given to you that was spoken to you by God that was passed on to me now I'm passing it on to you an inheritance requires work and maintenance today we have a lot of people who are lazy and they feel so entitled to just take over what the death of their elders has left behind okay then they tell you i did this yes but you have to work towards maintaining and sustaining it okay so that you also can pass it on with an increase to the next generation then the other thing that we see here is accountability he's telling him then he is reminded that god is watching he will assist you but god is watching how do you know that because he says he it's he the one who will be with you okay 
When they tell you that he will be with you, that means he's going to be watching to see how you're using that which he has given you to use, how you are leading the people he has given you to lead, how you are overcoming the situation that's before you based on his word. This is the only way legacy is sustained. Many times we talk about people's legacy. There is a good legacy and a bad legacy, okay? Those who do wrong, the corrupt people, the thieves, the whatever, they have a legacy too, but it's a legacy that goes to the other way. David told uh, 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 his son, son um, Solomon, he said, Solomon, my son, there are two paths. One gives life. And one gives death. Choose life. Okay? Life. The life of the living word of God. When you choose that, things work differently. Then you walk into Jeremiah 29, 11, where he says, For I know the plans I have for you. The plans are for good and not for evil, but plans to help you succeed and prosper in whatever you do. Okay? This is the only way legacy is maintained. Young people, or people who come after elders, stop looking for what they worked so hard for without you wanting to work at it, with it, to improve on it, to increase it, so that your next generation will see something bigger. But instead, you know what they do? They chop it up. They chop it up and divide it. One takes two, one takes three, one takes that. And before you know it, what the man or woman worked so hard for, it is chopped up in pieces, okay? That's not how God wants us to do. You know, the will of the Father alone is not enough without God's wisdom and our work and effort put into it, okay? So God's will is already up there. Just like when someone dies, they have their last will and testament, But it doesn't mean that those who take over are going to continue that legacy. Okay? This reassures us that God is real. He is ever-present and he wants us to use the resources he has provided for us in order for us to overcome whatever the bad report is. Remember, our theme was about a bad report, but we are ending with a good ending because we are following the word of God and we have seen it doesn't matter how it ends, whether it ends in death or in destruction of something, but as as we saw in this case of Stephen, okay, but because when that end comes to it and you have been doing what Stephen has been doing, then you know what? The windows of heaven are going to open for you and you would have done your part, okay? Follow your doctor's instructions if you're sick, you know? Get and follow financial wisdom that people give you if it's a money issue. Look for employment. God will lead you. Just get up. That's what God wants us to do. That's what Moses was telling Joshua. Get up. To overcome this which we have, this valley, because this valley of decision, you need to get up and get these people over. This is a whole bunch of people who are very stubborn, who gave Moses a hard time. And he's now handing them over to this young man. But he's also telling him that, be bold, be strong, for the Lord God is with you. If you look at our themes that of, of the last three podcasts, if you look at our theme pictures, you'll see a fear not on one side and then you see a solution on the right-hand side. That's how God is. 
that's how God is. That's the hand of God leading you. You know. So now let's let's look at um number 6 which is actually feeling God's presence. Do you actually feel his presence? You know, have you ever stood somewhere and you feel someone behind you that feeling of and then you look back and you wonder how you even felt it? We have that sense. It's a spiritual sense. We just don't have it developed many times, but it is there. You can feel the spiritual presence of God in your life, whether you're sick, whether you're happy, whatever you're doing. That's how the Holy Spirit convicts us when we are doing something wrong because we are feeling his presence. This feeling is not the same as feeling, you know, like using the five senses. This is a different kind of feeling. it brings conviction it brings exhilaration it, it's a different kind of thing and you know what i mean i can't explain it because it's a god thing okay when at times you feel as though he's not with you god reassures you that he will bring you back in the land or spiritual place where you once were or where you once felt his presence He is able to give you the comfort of his presence despite what hardship you may be going through. I like to tell people that that you know what? Yes. It doesn't matter what we are going through. God is there. Many times we try to think that God is only there when we are going through the good stuff. No. God is there. We saw that in uh, Psalms 23. David was going through this dark valley with a shadow cast by death. But he said he will fear no evil. So let me read you um Genesis 28:15 to kind of elucidate this a little bit. It says this, "Behold, I am with you." and I'll keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you see see what I mean he says I'll bring you back spiritually being bringing you back is bringing you back to the purity of his presence that which you knew before and you may say well I didn't know God before but you know what there is that presence of god that was there even when you were born the bible says that in psalm 139 that he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb in the darkness of the womb he knew you he was there with you because he formed you so you may not have used your five senses to understand who he is or that he was there but he was there and he's telling you i'll take you back to that place again where you can understand my presence okay what i say is read his word meditate and worship him and if you can't sing like me make a joyful noise in fact psalm 98 says this this is one of my favorite because you know for for me i <clears throat> i can sing in any key and they may tell you oh that's a wrong key i say mm this is called a joyful noise The Bible says in Psalm 98:4 Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all earth make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise that's me man I make a joyful noise I don't care about no keys I don't care if I'm in whatever key it is I do not know and I does it doesn't matter it's a joyful noise and the Lord will accept it make up a song out of your situation make him up that's how these poets and these musicians do 
God gives them these ideas and they, the same words we use. He can construct them in a way that you're like, oh my God. But guess what? It's a gift that we all have, especially when it comes to spiritual things. God actually uses the authoritative love command to Joshua about this, okay? That expressing the emotion of fear is forgetting that his word and presence is real, okay? Uh, this is in Joshua 1.9. He says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In other words, don't doubt his presence. Don't doubt his presence. Feel his presence. That's our point number six. Feel his presence. Now finally, after you've done all that, after you've believed the reality of his assurance, after you've actually felt his presence spiritually, then now you have to learn to let go. <laughs> Let me give you an example. When you are going to fly, what happens? Many times you go, sometimes the pilot will be at the door to welcome you in the plane or you'll see them in the cockpit get re getting ready and with a smile they are letting you in the plane. You know, at that point you can get off and say, I ain't flying. But you decide to let the pilot direct. You can see him. You would see him with all these instruments, you know, setting them here, left, right, pointing at this one, pinning at this one, whatever they are doing. I don't know. I've never been a pilot. But guess what? You have to accept that he's able and is in control and he is the pilot of this plane. Now we call this life. God is in control. Learn to let go. You could be so scared of flying. But once you sit in that seat and you say, seat belts on, you may as well believe because you can't walk off of it. You can't walk back. They will tell you, sit down. Because you have accepted to let go and let the pilot. That's what we have to do with God. God reminds us that the spirit inside of us, the same spirit that raised Jesus, that's what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit, the one who raised Jesus, is the same spirit. And it says that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a clear mind that thinks rationally. Okay? So let us finish this with several scriptures. I want to read several scriptures for you so that we can finish our series so that we can finish this episode i haven't given you a lot of stuff so that you can go back and round back up and see i'm gonna just read you these scriptures i want you to meditate on them and listen and try to relate them to uh, learning to let go and let god okay learning to actually feel the presence of god learning believing the reality of god's assurance With humility, come to him. When you feel you have this helplessness, come to him. When you feel you have this lonesomeness, come to him. When you feel that you have this anxiety, come to him. The Bible says, okay, in Psalms 55, 22, 
Cast your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. You know, God's assurance in um, um, 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and a sound mind. This is how you get the peace that surpasses all human understanding. A sound mind. God is more than enough for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, 9-11 says this, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. How can that be? When you are weak, you are strong. The Bible says that if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you, he will lift you up. So the strength after humility like we saw previously, the strength that you get is not yours. That's why when you are weak, you are then strong, okay? Because Jesus is the work that he sees, is the face that he sees. The Bible says that um, he sees the finished work of Christ in us. In 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 5, Verse 21, it says this, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, let us be strong, my friend, and let him lead us into his presence. Because Psalm 34, 19 says this, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. My friends, be blessed. Go back and look at this. Go back and listen and write down the scriptures and just meditate upon them. You will see that this series, long as it was, because it it involved, what, four episodes? It's been awesome even for me. It will help you when you're sick and ill. Then you'll see the power of God. It has come. At a time when myself I was going I was going through the toughest time of my life. You could have never guessed as I did this that I was going through the toughest period of my life health wise. But the Lord has lifted me out. And I promised him, I said, God, I'll bring the testimony to the congregation of your people so that they are encouraged, so that they will know that this God that we serve exists. You could have never known that all those episodes I've done since November were coming through the toughest time of my life. But the Lord, even as that scripture says, that many are the afflictions of the righteous. And remember, it's not your righteousness. It's not my righteousness because it's the righteousness of Christ as we have seen. That he who had not seen what made sin for us so that we can become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. So he goes, many are the afflictions of those righteous that who have come into his presence through Christ Jesus. And he says, but the Lord delivers him 
out of them all. That's the testimony of the believer. That's the testimony of his word. That's what God does for all those who believe. Believe and trust in him. Look at these, uh, look, go to our, um, our blog and look at those points. Read them. Print them out if you want and just meditate. You're going to see God do a marvelous work. It may take five months. It may take two days. It may take whatever. You know what? He is in control. He is the pilot. You go and you sit and he gives you people like us who direct you to what seat to sit in. And then we tell you, put your seatbelt on. That's how God works, my friend. That's how God blesses you. Be blessed. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We have done a long series, Lord, but Lord, it was your planning. I planned it many, many months ago. I didn't know that towards the end of this series, what I'll be going through will be ministering to me. But you did, because Father, in your word you say, I know the plans I have for you. They are plans for good and not for evil, plans to help you to succeed. And so, Father, I pray and I know I've succeeded to bring your message to your people. Now, may you put it inside of their minds, Father, their spirits. Uh, uh, energize them, Father. Those who feel weak, let them be strong because you are there with them. Let them realize that even as Moses encouraged Joshua and says, Do not despair. Be strong. Fear not. For I am with you, says the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brother, my sister, my friend out there who is listening, Father. I thank you for all those people listening, especially in those places where they have to hide the gospel to listen to it. I thank you for my friends in India. I thank you for my friends in the Philippines. I thank you for my friends for all those countries in Africa. I thank you for my friends in North America, in Europe. Father, I haven't seen them, but you know each one of them. Because in your word you tell us, pray for all saints. But how can you pray for all saints that you don't know unless you pray in the spirit? So Father, I come to you in the spirit of Jesus Christ praying for my friends out there those who are sick father show them your healing hand those who are down father lift them up those who are being persecuted father free them from the jail of persecution lord father may your hand move on their behalf on everyone's behalf on a mother's a father's behalf on a brother's and a sister's behalf who has been praying for their sibling who's been praying for their child who's been praying for their relative their friend Whatever relationship it is, Father, I thank you that they are being empowered even now based upon your word, knowing that, Lord, regardless of what report has come before them, they can overcome even as you help me overcome. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your love, for them, your people, the righteousness of Christ. Let it manifest and show in them wherever they go. May the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the love of God and that very fellowship that we, 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 we want of the Holy Spirit, the love of Jesus Christ, the one who went to the cross for us, the one, <laughs> the one that you loved us so much and you gave him to be crucified. 
In that name, Father, that mighty name of Jesus, we come before you and we thank you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. God be with you. Listen to this again. It will be the best 40 minutes you ever listen. This is Sam Kawesa signing off and wishing you the best. God bless you. Love you.